Diane, I'm listening to a podcast, Black Lodge Trivia Night. I've never heard so many game aspirations in my life. All right, welcome back to Black Lodge Trivia Night. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup. Um, it's been a, a crazy time for, for some of us over at Black Lodge Trivia Night here and uh, life getting in the way. But as the person with no life, I thought I would try and step up and uh, give something a shot. So this is going to be a solo RPG called Entity. And I think it's, I don't know when it came out exactly, but I feel like I was seeing some stuff like on RPG, sort of hyping up a little bit. So I don't think this is a totally unknown solo RPG, but I'll, I just want to throw a few caveats out there. Um, first, I apologize that you're going to have to listen to me solo this. Um, I imagine that can't be too pleasant. Second, I've never done a solo RPG before, so... I hope that this goes okay. I'm not actually sure how this is going to go okay, uh, how it's going to go. There's two There's two parts to it, right? There's one, I've never done a solo RPG, and two, I'm trying to set it up so there's a way to stream it. I thought about, in the very first thing we did, we did long, dark space between the stars, and I'd sort of set up like a uh, a dice camera, and I thought about doing all that, but that's a lot of um, a lot of work. And so I was going to see, like, what could I do to set it up on a VTT? Because I wanted to get a little bit of practice in getting my, you know, getting back to setting things up in VTTs because of some of the stuff we have coming up. I'm going to be doing some of the prep for that. So anyway, doesn't matter. So, yeah, we're going to choose Entity. And I'm trying to see who it's by. I'll, I'll definitely link to everything, you know, show notes, whatever. Um. And I thought we could give it a shot. So I went ahead, you can probably see here, I went ahead and made my character uh, just to, you know, spare you some of the uh, analysis paralysis that I go through when I'm assigning simple numbers. But there's three stats, technology, analytics, adaptivity. Each one has three skills connected to it. It's a really simple process. You just five, four, three, sign one, four, one, five, and, and one of three, any order you want. Then with the skills themselves, it's a one, two, three. Assign them to any order you want. You have three tracks here on your character sheet. Resources, energy, and you start with 10 energy, and data. And uh, resources and data, I, I think resources you can use to alleviate like damage and things like that. Data, I think you can use to help modify die rolls. I'm sure it also is needed to sort of progress the story, so to speak. And then you have your spacesuit down here, and you start with three upgrades. Integrated multi-tool, which uh, allows you to re-roll a die, I think, on certain challenges. The 2E there means it costs two energy, so that's, you know, you got an energy resource track you got to manage. The adaptive energy shield helps you uh, uh, avoid damage of some kind during uh, challenges. costs three energy to use. And then adaptive resource conversion, I think it doesn't cost any energy because I believe what it lets you do is it lets you convert resources or data to energy. You know, so if you need to burn some energy really quickly, you can convert that, I think, on the fly for a cost of zero energy, which, of course, makes sense. Um, one of the interesting things, you know, your spacesuit has 20 slots. Now, these 20 slots can be taken up with upgrades as you progress through the story, but it's also sort of your hit point track. So whenever you take damage, and there's sort of, you know, there's uh, 
impairments, which are sort of permanent damage, and then there's strains, which are temporary, and then they can be sort of eliminated spending resources. I believe that's how it works. Uh, they take up spacesuit slots as well. And so if you ever get to the point where you're running out of slots and you get a new strain or an impairment, you have to throw away one of your upgrades. If you ever fill all 20 of these slots with impairments or strains, you're destroyed. Uh, so that's the basics of it. Um, and we'll we'll get into it as we go along. Uh, and I'm going to sort of, I think, do these, and I apologize in advance, you know, sometimes when I do like the Darklands or the video games, things I sort of piece chunks together. I might have to do that here. Uh, but we'll we'll just give it a shot and see how it goes. Um, because again, I've never played Entity and I've never... I've never done a solo RPG, so I'm not sure what this is going to be like. Oh, and real quick, the the basic the basic sort of skill check mechanic is you're going to be told like, "Hey, you can use a certain skill, you know, like navigation." So, if navigation is a skill that's relevant to what you're trying to accomplish, you take your navigation, you add it to its stat, adaptivity, you get a 5. And then you're rolling 2d10 and trying to get equal to or less than that sort of target number. Uh, and then it sort of has like a PBTA result. You know, like if you don't get anything below the target number, uh, yeah, anything below or equal to the target number, you fail outright. There's consequences to that. If you get one, because you're rolling 2d10, if you get one, then there's like a partial success, a qualified success, a success with a complication if you get both dice under, you get like an outright success. Now, I think this game also has disadvantage and advantage. So basically what that means is if it's disadvantage, instead of rolling 2d10, you roll 1d10. That means you don't have the ability to get like a true outstanding success. It's only going to be at best a success with complication. If you roll something with advantage, of course, you're rolling 3d10, which means you have an extra die to spare. Um... I think you can spend data to like add points to your roll if you or to change the target or something like that. You can spend data sort of like one data point gets you one benefit to your roll. Uh so anyway, uh let us get started. Um So, here we are. As you can see, my name is Hadel 7. And if you're wondering why I have a name such as Hadel 7, it's because I am an interplanetary adaptive pioneer, called IAP for short. And what we are is a program developed by NASA to help foster the exploration of our solar system. We're designed as basically androids, um, synthetic astronauts that can handle the rougher elements of, of space exploration within our solar system. We were specifically designed to, you know, try and thrive amidst the challenging environments of Mars, Venus, and Jupiter, and Saturn's moons. And because of this initiative, it sort of brought together a wide range of um, of academic fields and sort of created like this this uh, this force within exploration that hadn't been seen in a while. Sort of like Kennedy's, you know, call to go to the moon. You know. The development of the IAP project sort of really brought together, you know, the scientific community and, and pushed forward exploration in, in a really, you know, fascinating way. But that was 10,000 years ago. In those 10,000 years, a lot has happened. 
a rogue um, <laughs> a rogue black hole you know opened within a close enough distance to our solar system to destabilize its gravitational fields causing you know orbits to go out of out of alignment and eventually the collapse of our solar system and its ability to support any life whatsoever during that time where we sort of realized this was happening we decided you know what we need to do something and given that sort of collective exploration you know that that feeling that had developed because of the IAP program we were able to channel that energy into sending out life ships generational ships in different directions uh, into the corners of the galaxy now I don't think the idea was to say hey you know let's report back and say we found something the time, the distances that might be involved would be so massive that it was just, hey, you know, hope you're the one that wins the lottery. You're the going there, and I hope you encounter something. And just so you know, uh, side note, not all of this is built into the game's official lore. I'm taking some of it and adding my own. Uh, so, uh, so you know, I, Heidel 7, Heidel 7, are on one of these generational ships. And as you can see, you know, I've got a Technology 5 Analytics 4 Adaptivity of 3. So I sort of see my role on the ship as sort of like a uh, science research, research support IAP, you know, on this on this journey. Um, and so we've been traveling for, for quite a long time, you know. And as I said, it's been 10,000 years since the IAP program even started. So it's been a long time traveling and... We haven't encountered anything yet. And there's... Every day that you don't encounter something is another day that something can go catastrophically wrong, um, you know, in the blackness of space. You know, everything about space is intended to kill people. And so, while we haven't encountered anything yet, we are about to. So, klaxons on the spaceship go off warning sounds everywhere lights go red you know alerts telling us we're on a red alert status everyone to get to various stations and you know as an iap research support you know bot you know i sort of just start monitoring maybe systems uh ship systems and uh but mostly staying out of the way and warnings start coming over the the loudspeaker saying that you know like we're experiencing severe you know, gravitational, unexpected gravitational forces. And as those alerts come over the loudspeakers, you know, you start to, I start to hear the creaks and the shifts of the ship's structure. And they start to intensify. They start to get, you know, louder and louder. And then there's general alerts going out across the ship. Ships, you know, I can see on on the, the readout in front of me that, you know, ship systems are starting to become damaged then the damaged ones start to go down and it seems like what we're getting into is a pretty catastrophic failure of the entire ship so as soon as you know the captain declares like you know the ship's going to be lost you know uh, uh, an abandoned ship state of an emergency my programming kicks in and I become focused on getting you know the human passengers to their life rafts so I sort of, you know, shift people in. I sort of shuffle people to where they need to go. I'm directing traffic. And I'm one of many IAPs on the ship, and we're all sort of following our programming to 
to get potential survivors to the, the rescue craft. Rescue from what? I'm not sure. I know that we're near a planetary surface. I don't know what's down there, um, but I can sort of see it on the sensors. But I'm seeing something else on the sensors as well, but I don't have time to take in what that is. Now, the chances of this planetary surface being able to support life are probably near zero, but it's going to be the survivor's best chance. So we're trying to get them into the life pods as the ship starts to fully approach catastrophic failure. You know, there's, you know, you can hear over the loudspeakers, you know, like, you know, engineering deck four is gone, you know, things like that. So, you know, I'm getting my, I'm successfully getting my passengers onto their, their life raft and, you know, Final checks, they're all set. I eject the pod and I see it go out into space. And then I realize the gravitational forces that are destroying the ship just absolutely obliterate the life pod. And so you, I can watch from, you know, from like a like a, a window in the side of the ship. The pods eject from the side of the ship like... And immediately as they go out, they just crush, 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 crush. And my programming doesn't know what to make of this. You know, I, I was, I followed the instructions. I succeeded in, you know, the, the algorithm and getting these people to what I was supposed to do. But there's the confusion setting in that what I've done actually made things worse. And that's the last thing I think about as I go to black. I'm not sure how much time has passed, but I see sort of like on my, you know, heads up display, a reboot process, you know, kicking in and, you know, systems seem to be okay. I, I seem to be functional enough, but I'm not exactly sure where I am. I'm not on the ship anymore, obviously, because that was in the process of being destroyed, but I am in my space chute. It seems to be intact somehow, and I seem to be on a planetary surface and I'm assuming that it's the surface of the planet that the ship was near when it was destroyed. Once I go through my reboot process, everything seems to be in order, and I start to then finally get a moment to collect my, my thoughts as they are. And from my vantage point, I'm seeing a planetary landscape that's a study in anomaly and diversity. Acid pools coexist with scorched glass plains, White towering, uh, towering rock formations uh, mark perimeters of expansive flooded grottos. Skeletal remains of titanic creatures cast long shadows, dwarfing their surroundings in scale and seeming incongruity. There's a dust storm that materialized, and it sort of blocks my view for a moment from other structures in the area, and I start trying to figure out where am I going to go and what am I going to do? And I realized that um, I, I find myself, you know, sort of stumbling through this dust storm and making my way, sort of feeling my way through. And I don't know how much time passes, but eventually the storm blows through and I find sort of like this expansive internal biome. Um, there's monolithic pillars, there's alien architecture, um, and when I flick on my, my sensors, I start identifying potential life forms, water sources, mineral deposits, a myriad of substances, some expected, some surprisingly rare, and a few that I don't recognize at all. 
all this data is sort of coming at me all at once. I'm not sure what to make of it. But there, one thing sort of pierces through this sort of cacophony of data noise. And it seems to be a distress beacon. And so I take a moment to sort of focus in on that distress beacon and sort of narrow it down and try and sort of clear it from the background. And I realize that it's a... a uh, it's a signal coming from an archaic Soyuz unit. It's a relic from humanity's past. And... I'm not sure what to make of it. And so while I'm trying to do all this, I finally sort of take a moment to myself and, uh, you know, sort of look up. And for the first time, I realize there's something floating in the sky. It's a pyramid. A massive structure hanging over the sky. And I'm not 100% sure what to make of it. But maybe it was the cause of our gravitational failure and um, and all the things that happened to the ship that brought me here to the surface of this sort of bizarre planet of combining things that don't belong together. So, here we are, we're on the planet's surface, and in order to uncover the mysteries of the surface, this classical pyramid, we have to sort of start getting our, our feet under us. We have to sort of almost like in a survival sense we got to start you know taking into account okay what do we need what do we got to do uh what are the steps to surviving and uncovering what's going on and maybe through uncovering what's going on figuring out if there's anything that can be done so um basically the the gameplay is sort of done in a series of missions and the way you conduct a mission is you sort of identify where you're going to go. You see how the traveling time goes. Like, do, do you run into anything on the way there? Once you get there, you sort of figure out, like, is there some kind of encounter that in, goes on? Uh, now, while you're doing all this, you can choose a side activity to go along with it. On your way, you can try and collect data. And again, data can be used to modify die rolls and probably does other things. Um... What else? You can recharge your energy if your energy starts to get low. You can gather resources on this track. And I think if you can get 10 resources, you can sort of make an upgrade. And I don't think there's just spacesuit upgrades. I think you can sort of build out your base as well, your sort of base of operations to give you bonuses. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, 10 resources. Or you can use the resources to self-repair. So if you have strains on your suit, you can spend five resources to heal those up and clear that slot. So so it's not taking up like a like a hit point. Uh, so you can so that's the thing you can collect resources as you go, um, or you can implement the upgrade should you have the ten or whatever. So the first step in this, and I apologize again, I've never done this kind of game before, and I've never done this one specifically before. So hopefully you can bear with me. The first step is to decide where you're going. So what I've done is I've created a number of uh, roll tables and I've come up with a clumsy way to do the dice roll. So I'll show you how it works. I, I'm not skilled enough to come up with macros. I wish I could have a macro where I click it, have a little box pop up that says target number, 
you know, disadvantage, normal, advantage, and then it would do it all. But what I'm going to do is every time I'm going to edit a macro, and you can see here it's roll 2d10, check some, check something less than or equal to 8. So if I, I can put my target number in there, and then I can execute the macro, and it'll tell me I had one success, right? So it's, it's a little clumsy because I have to enter in the the target number every time. And I have one for normal, advantage, disadvantage. So hopefully that speeds things up a little bit. But the first step here is to roll the location of where we're going. So let's see where we are going to go on this new planet. The Crystal Sea. An enormous body... Oh, that is not the first thing we need to do. We're going to keep that roll. But the first thing we need to do is we need to pick a mission. So what we're going to do is let's see if we can go pick a mission here from the... Nope, that's not what I want to do. I want to click here. So we have to pick the mission that we're going to tackle. And aspects... Uh, you know, I probably should know exactly what the aspects are, but that's sort of like the difficulty of the mission. So the fewer the aspects, the easier it is to complete the mission. So I was looking this over, and in my mind, so I'm sort of approaching this like, you know, the... Um, oh man <laughs> the Andrew Weir book where the guy gets stranded on Mars uh, and I don't know why I'm blanking on that um, yeah um, The Martian I don't, God <laughs> my mind is really starting to go anyway um, so it's sort of like okay what's you know step one is not going to be subatomic horizons right it's not going to be like i need to figure out how to survive on this planet i need to sort of get my bearings so what would sort of be the the first thing that we could do to figure that out and in my mind i was looking down here i figure like i need to either sort of make sure i've got a source of power that i can come back to and recharge because that's you know my energy is everything on some level or I need to figure out how to find my way around. And what I'm going to go with is Energy Unleashed, which is uh, repeatable five times, and you can establish a fusion power plant to increase the en energy capacity of your spacesuit. So the energy of your capacity of your spacesuit, and the reason why it's repeatable five times, is you start with 10, but you can get it up to 15. And I believe that's the same for you know endless storage, uh, allows you to, you know, unlock these. If I have check boxes here, but it changes the color of the, um, you know, of the box. But these on the actual character sheet, these five on each track are shaded a little differently to let you know their their bonus. So, all right. So here we are. We're gonna. I'm gonna pop this out. We don't need to keep looking at it, but that way I can reference it. So yeah, there we are. We're going to choose Energy Unleashed to establish a fusion power plant to increase the energy capacity of your spacesuit. It has an aspect of two, so I think we're going to have to sort of check off two aspect boxes, and when we do, we've succeeded. So now that we know what our mission is to establish this power plant, now we decide where are we going. So we sort of, you know, we sort of suit up and we, we start figuring out, you know, one direction is just as good as another since we're new here. And a crystal sea sort of catches our eye. And like I was reading, it's an enorm enormous body of water completely frozen over. Its surface a spectacle of intricate ice patterns 
reflecting the alien sun. All right, so now that we know where we're going, we have to have our travel encounter. So I'm going to roll the travel encounter. And I think I need to edit this really quickly. And the reason why I need to edit this is because travel encounter. I was I was doing all the uh, I was I was entering all the data, but there's a typo in at least the copy of the rules I have. And this was actually bizarrely, this is the thing that was holding me up the most from trying to figure out how to play because I didn't know what those numbers were. It's, it used to be like five to eight, six to nine. So I think some things got transposed or something like that. But I just I could not find what the actual numbers are supposed to be. You know, I was looking for erratas, and it might have been my own weak googling skills. But I just, I just, and so finally I was looking around everywhere, and I saw like a YouTube video, and I'll try and make sure again I link to that because there's a guy who's like sort of doing a, a, a playthrough. And it was sort of helpful in two ways. Like, one, I've never seen, like, a solo RPG in action, so it was sort of interesting to see his take on it. And his take was very mechanical, very much like tick the chart, tick the chart, tick the chart. I'm trying, in my head, I like stories, and so that's why I did that whole crap in the beginning. But um, the other thing is, for some reason, his PDF that he had on camera had the correct version of this table. So let's try that one again. We're going to get rid of that. And let's do our travel encounter. So again, now it's correct, and we're going to get none. Nothing happens on our way there. So we know we're going to the Crystal Sea, so now we have to decide what our location encounter is going to be. A 10. That's fantastic. Because what that means is we have, the cha- we have to overcome a challenge, but then we have these things. And if we can get an aspect, that gets us one step closer to completing our mission. So... Getting a 10 is is perfect. Um, so now we just got to figure out... We need to figure out what the challenge is. So we rolled our location encounter, and I go over to our challenge. Sudden fluctuations in gravity force... Uh, in gravity force threaten your progress and stability. Keyword engineering, physics, survival. So... We're just suddenly, you know, again, it's not crazy that we would have gravitational fluctuations. The pyramid seems to have created a gravity well that destroyed our ship and destroyed all the life pods um, in the process. So uh, the fact that we'd have a sudden fluctuation here feels, you know, like something we would definitely encounter. The keywords sort of help you determine what stats are available to overcome this challenge. So we have engineering. So engineering three, tech five. That's my strongest combination. So I'm absolutely going to be using that. Um, I could do physics, analytics for a seven target number, or I could do survival, adaptivity for a six target number. That's what the keywords are for. You can have one keyword sometimes. You don't get any choice. Sometimes, I think some of them have like four. And I'll just show you really quickly. Oh, what was I going to show you? There's something I was going to show you here. I was going to show you, uh, what is this one? The, not the travel encounter, location encounter. Because you can see here, there's like challenge threat three, challenge threat two, which means you have to sort of get three, you have to roll the challenge three times and get successes. 
Uh, threat two means you have to get two. You, know, you have to win it twice. You can do it with a disadvantage. And then, but we've got challenge plus opportunity plus finding plus aspect. So, which is great. Um, so the first thing is we encounter our challenge. Uh, the challenge is the sudden fluctuations in gravity, and I'm going to go for a target number of eight. So I'm going to open up my normal roll. You know, the one thing I didn't decide was what, you know, when you're going on your excursions, like I said, you sort of have your your location, but you have your side activity. And I think I forgot that. Uh, so we've identified a location. We've traveled. The side of uh, activities, we can either recharge energy, gather resources, collect data, I'm going to collect data. And so as I'm going out there to uh, to the Crystal Sea, I'm sort of running my, my sensors and stuff. And what you do is you then take, in this particular case, you're going to analyze. Uh, I'm sorry, you're going to collect data. So you take your analytics number and you add it to four. And that is your target number. So I'm going to make my target number an eight. I'm going to execute the macro. And I think I've got two successes. So if you get two successes, um, that's a full success. I get data equal to my analyzed trade value. So I've got four. So I get four data. Now, the reason I want to do that is because I might need those to modify roles as I do my location. That's why I wanted to go back and do that. So now we're going to take care of the challenge that we're facing here. Uh, because of the gravitational fluctuations. So that's, again, also going to be an 8, because I'm going to use my engineering and technology from the keywords, uh, engineering keyword, to get that. And so I'm going to execute this macro, again, with the same challenge number. And ooh, I get a partial success. So if you get a partial success, um, I think what I have to do is I have to... There's a complication. Now, I could try and navigate, navigate. I could narrate what that is. Or I could just be like, you know, mark the strain on my spacesuit. In the end, what's going to happen is I'm going to mark the strain on my spacesuit. But let me just double check. Um, just to see how it works, I think the data would let me... I want to see what the data lets me do. So I'm just going to really quickly hunt that down and I apologize for my scrambling uh, so data can be spent to add plus one per point to any encounter roll uh, so what I could have done is I could have made I guess I would have had to have done it beforehand I could have spent data to up that eight challenge uh, bar to like a ten and then and then it's a guaranteed success right because that ten would then be equal to the challenge number, but I didn't do that. So, you know, the gravitational forces, let's just say, you know, I, you know, throw me off my feet and create some, some minor damage to my spacesuit. So I'm going to mark down a strain. So again, that's a slot now I can't use for carrying equipment. And if all 20 of these slots are taken over by strains and or permanent damage, I'm, I'm destroyed. So now we've done the, uh, let's see, we've done the encounter challenge. So now we do the encounter finding. Findings do not necess necessitate an action roll. Uh, let's see. 
the prompt of such encounter finding table invariably describes what you've discovered. So I guess we're going to roll on the finding table. Uh, so let's do that. You uncover an alien codex with encrypted data about the local fauna. Gain one data. All right, very nice. I'm going to check that box. Uh, let's see. Now, enca- uh, encounter opportunity. Because again, remember, we've got challenge, opportunity, finding, aspect. So let's see what the opportunity is. Opportunities offer the chance to gain a significant amount of energy source, which we're actually kind of maxed out at. Uh, these always require an action roll as described in the relevant encounter opportunity table. So let's see if we have an opportunity. There we go. So let's roll this and see. (laughs) Did I not fill in the opportunity table? That would be funny. No, I did. Oh, did I not finish? Okay, so I'm just going to quickly... Let's see, what did I roll? I'm just going to quickly go to... I rolled a 96. I'm going to pull up... uh, You know, luckily I've got... The rules here. And I haven't marked as revised because there were some typos that I corrected. One of them being this travel encounter table. Uh, So, there's other typos too that are gameplay-wise inconsequential but that one typo for me in the chart was kind of throwing me off a bit so I'm looking for the opportunity table and you sort of can scroll through so here's the challenge tables opportunity table and I rolled a 96 96 is an alien medical pod offers a chance to study advanced bioengineering methods gain three data on success So, it's biology, engineering, information technology. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the skills go around. Technology is my highest, so I'm guessing information technology could be the best, but it's only a one, so that would give me a six. Down here, if physics, I got a biology is a five, so that's worse. Uh, Oh, but is engineering one of the... uh, Engineering, biology, engineering... IT. So engineering is going to be the best. So I'm going to go with that eight. So let me again, I've got the same normal roll with the same target number. Let's execute that macro. Oof, got it. Nice. Okay. Uh, so let's see what happens when you, I think, um, oops, I closed it and I should have kept that open. Uh, here on the revised rules on a success okay well we got a success so I'm going to get three data so let me mark that down and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sort of fade out fade back in and let me fix that chart and I'll be right back okay so welcome back sorry about that um it might be stupid. You know, you saw that I could pull up the PDF with the the things right there to reference, but there's a couple reasons why I don't do that. One, I'm a nerd. Two, it means there's more stuff that I have to have up on screen all the time. Uh, it means that I'm constantly... I have a PDF over here. It means I'd have to be constantly scrolling back and forth between the charts pages 
and the rules that I'm trying to deal with. And uh, the other thing, and this is sort of a weird thing, but it's something I hadn't considered because I've never done solo RPGs, but I could see the interesting part of using a VTT. When I copy and paste the stuff into the into the encounter tables, I don't actually really read what's going on, right? I just sort of make sure it's highlighted, and then I make sure it, you know, copies over. But I don't actually read what it is, and it keeps it a little bit more of a mystery to me. And so when I reference a chart, I might sort of see out of the corner of my eye on the PDF what the next entry is. and like, oh, crap, there's, you know, 40-foot-tall volleyball nets. You know, that's an option I didn't. That's not what I was supposed to roll, but that's what I found, you know, out of the corner of my eye. So this helps keep some of the things a a secret from me as I'm going, which I, for me personally, uh, very much appeals. So, okay, that was our, so we we had the uh, encounter finding table, which is we found an alien codex. That's great. Uh, We had our opportunity table, which was um, whatever it was that we could get three data, um, if we uh, an alien medical pod you know gave us a chance to study advanced bioengineering methods we had success on that so we got three data from that so now we're up to eight data not bad uh so let's see so that was the it's there's sort of a chart to go through so that was the The finding, the opportunity, and now we need to do the aspect. Do I have a table for the aspect? Or does it just mean we check the aspect box? You know, if we get... So that's interesting. I'm not exactly sure... Do we need to, like, trade anything for that aspect or do we just get it that's what I'm trying to figure out and uh, yeah let me let me get back to that in just one sec okay apologies for that so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say I I don't know exactly what to do with this so I'm just going to say I've got the first aspect you know you just sort of check the box maybe Maybe, because again, I don't really know what's on these these tables. Maybe when you do certain opportunity or finding rolls, it'll say like, hey, and if you get a double success, you get the chance for an aspect. But because I rolled a 10, you know, I just go through the thing and then at the end I just get the aspect. So I'm going to assume that of the two aspects I need to complete this mission, I've just gotten the first. I should have put something on here to mark aspects. You know, just like, you know, since this is a PDF I marked up, I could have put like four boxes right here to mark. Anyway, doesn't matter. So we've got the first aspect. That was our first mission. We collected a bunch of data. Didn't have to blow through any energy, uh, but we did pick up a strain. So we sort of return to our sort of home base as it is and start, you know, pushing some things together. You know, taking the things that we found and figuring out how to incorporate them into our into our little area here. And we realize we're going to have to go out again. Uh, you know, we, we don't have what we need yet to build up our uh, 
our fusion power plant. So we decide where we're going to go. We, you know, scan the horizon and we find acidic springs, volatile geothermal pools spewing toxic acid-laced stream, uh, shaping a corrosive environment hostile to most forms of life. All right. So as we make our way over there, let's see what the encounter might be. We encounter a challenge. So we roll on the challenge table to see what it is we deal with. So this is something, you know, we're just on our way. We aren't even where we're going yet. Oh, you're trapped in an illusion field projected by an unidentified alien source, distorting your perception. I should have set these tables up to make sure that they don't use the same one twice. Not that it matters, but, you know, just to keep us seeing new stuff. Uh, keywords, information technology, navigation. I'm not great at either. <laughs> information technology plus technology is going to give me a six. Uh, navigation plus adaptivity is going to give me a five. So I'm definitely going to go with IT and tech. So let's change that target number to a six and let's execute this macro. Oof. You know what? I could have spent data to up that target number, but I did not. So that's okay. So, uh, yeah, so in trying to get out of the illusion field, let's say, you know, I, I take another strain. And let me add that to the list. Uh, yeah, so maybe, you know, sort of, sort of trying to comprehend what's real and what's not sort of like fries my circuits a little bit, trying to analyze visual data in a way that I'm not used to doing. And so I also forgot to choose my side side thing. And that side task I'm going to pick, uh, the side activity I'm going to pick is gathering resources. So again, you take your adaptivity trait, which is a three, and you add four to that to get a seven. That's my target number. I'm going to spend a data to make that target number an eight. So now I'm going to change this target number to an eight. I'm going to execute this macro. Okay, I would have gotten it either way, I guess, but I, it's good to... And then I'm, because I got a double success, a full success, I'm going to get resources equal to my adaptivity. So it's only three. That's not great. It's going to be a while before I can get to ten and upgrade or remove... Well, I guess I only need five to remove strain, but let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. Okay, so that was the encounter we experienced on our travel. So now let's see what happens once we get to the... Uh, the acidic springs. Okay, so we're going to draw a result from the location encounter table, but it's a challenge threat level three. So we're going to end up doing three skill checks, and if we fail any of them, then, you know, we suffer consequences. We have to pass all three. Is there any advantage or disadvantage? No. So it's interesting. I, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm sort of skimming through the rules. I don't know if I know how to gain an advantage, maybe like equipment or upgrades or something provide advantage. I'm seeing disadvantage and I'm seeing how to change the target numbers. But anyway, so let's see. Here we go. So we're going to have three rolls. 
Now, resources we can, you know, spend to heal strain, but we can also spend them in one of two ways. We can either decide right now that we want to spend a resource and it will impact the roll by two. Or after the fact, we can decide, oh crap, we're really close and we can spend a resource to impact the roll by one. Or we can decide right now to spend data to change the target number. So we are dealing with a challenge threat of three. Um, so let's see what that is. Alien weather control device in your vicinity is triggering violent weather anomalies. Physics or engineering? Engineering is our best. It's it's an eight. So we're definitely going to go with that. Uh, let me just double check exactly what the resources can do. Okay. Uh, scratch all of that, what I was saying about spending resources to change numbers by one or two. <laughs> so pretty soon on Black Lives Trivia Night, uh, Matt and I, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to go up, but Matt and I are going to record a game called Eerie England. And I was reading those rules last night, and I think in there you can spend a resource, you know, before the roll for a two, and then after the roll for a one. So I'm completely blank. Data is the only thing you can, the only thing you can spend to adjust uh, target numbers here. The resources can be used to purchase upgrades. I think that cost, uh, you know, whatever the the resource cost is for upgrades. Uh, you can change the, you know, resources to energy. You know, using that adaptive resource conversion unit, or you can self repair, which is to use resources to perform. Uh, critical maintenance and I believe that it is five resources to fix a strain so as for the upgrades you know there's like a I thought you needed ten ten resources to purchase an upgrade It says implementing upgrades. Each upgrade has a cost and resources here in the rules. So then when I go to the list of upgrades, I do not see a cost here. And I'll show you in the rules. Um, let's see. Go to the rev. So you can go sort of down. And so here's some of the, you know, you can get an upgrade structures. Uh, this upgrade launches a swarm of programmable nanodrones capable of providing support in a wide spectrum of tasks, enhancing the utility and effectiveness of your robotics, which gets you a plus one in robotics. But what I don't see is how much it costs to build it. So... That's, again, one of those things. I, I don't know if... I'm missing something. So you start like with structures. Um, structures can be built by completing missions. Their effects are permanent. Okay. Right. Because that's what we're doing now, right? We're building a fusion power plant. Uh, but I don't know. I could have sworn I read somewhere that 
it costs 10 resources for an upgrade. But I'm not seeing it on the list, and maybe it's here. Upgrades are dispensable, indispensable for your survival. During the implement upgrade side activity, spend resources to mark an upgrade in one of your spacesuit slots. Okay. Tells you how much energy it requires to activate. That's fair. But, so let's maybe see the side activity of implement upgrades. This side activity does not necess necessitate an action roll. Simply expend 10 resources to incorporate the die. Okay. So you can sort of see, like, you know, like I was saying, there's some, like, you know, I was encountering a typo in a chart. There's other type of typos I, I corrected. But here's one of those things where it's clearly saying, like, you know, check the cost. And it turns out they all cost the same. And it's not listed on the chart. It's listed here in the implement upgrade. So... Yeah, that's fine. It's whatever. But it's, you know, just something to keep in mind. Um, okay, so we will, yeah, we're going to be dealing with an alien weather con control device. And we have to succeed at this one three times. So if we fail on any of them, we fail as a whole. And failure, let's just double check what we're dealing with if we fail. Failure means that... Uh, both of the D10s are greater than the difficulty class. The action is unsuccessful. An impairment must be marked as a consequence. So partial success means one of the dice, and it gives you strain. So we're going to do it three times. We're dealing with a target number of eight, and we need at least partial, partial successes on all three. So now the question is, do I spend a data? I'm going to spend a data to make that target number a nine. Okay, so now we're dealing with a nine target number change the macro and let's see we're going for three rolls here first is a full success oof second is a partial success so we are going to take another strain well or do we see okay so we're not gonna have a flawless success let's see what this third one is Wow. Okay. So I've got three successes, but two of them were partial. So the question is, do I take two strain for every single... I mean, it is a partial success during an action roll, and I need to do three action rolls. So I think I take two strain. So I'm really building up the strain here. So that was the challenge for the location. And I don't think I get anything else. I think it's just a challenge. I... You know, I just get to the area and I just have to survive. It turns out there's no information to be gleaned from it. So now let's, uh, so we sort of come back empty handed, right? We, we, we take our lumps and, um, we didn't make any progress on our fusion plant, sadly, but, you know, maybe the experience itself is, you know, a bit of knowledge on some level. So. We return to base and, uh, you know, maybe we rest up a little bit. And we're going to head back out. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, again, collect resources as my side activity. We're going to be heading to 
the sky-piercing canopy, a forest of gargantuan trees whose tops disappear into the clouds, their trunks home to an ecosystem of climbing alien flora. So that's where we're going to be heading. Uh, my side activity is going to be collecting resources. So we're going to add our adaptivity to four. It's going to be a seven. So let's see how we do. Change that target number to a seven. Oof. One success, which means we get resources equal to half our tech trait value. Our technology trait value. Rounded down, so we get two. Well, that's not bad. Because we at least we have enough to like heal a strain in a pinch. Okay, so that was uh for the side side hustle. So let's see what our travel encounter is. A challenge. Okay, so we go to the challenge table. You step into a zone where evolution occurs at a hyper-accelerated rate. Keyword biology, chemistry. I think I'm kind of bad at both. So I'm going to take chemistry. <laughs> and uh, the reason why I'm laughing is because so I've got a six target number. And I'm getting my butt kicked. So I'm going to spend two data to make that six and eight. Because I'm not even like where I'm trying to go yet. I'm just trying to get there and I'm already potentially taking damage. So let's uh, see how we do. Wow. Another strain. Okay. <laughs> All right. So our location is the sky piercing canopy. Let's see what they look to. Is that the location encounter? No, let's see what that is. A nine challenge plus opportunity plus finding. Nice. So that's good. So let's start with the challenge. Uh, the challenge role is going to be an alien entity capable of perfectly mimicking your actions appears. It copies everything you do. Keywords, communication, biology, survival. Communication is terrible. Survival is not much better. Biology. Okay, so my best is a survival adaptivity for a target number of six. Burning through data. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice literally and figuratively on this one. Okay, one success. So another strain. Fantastic. So we get past, you know, this creature, you know, and we get to the next parts. So next is finding. Findings don't necessitate an action roll. Just uh, the prompt on such encounter finding table describes what happens. Let's see what we find. You find scattered parts from an alien exosuit. Gain one resource. That's good. And then let's see the opportunity. So we need to go to the uh, opportunity table. You find a wreckage of a vintage NASA lunar module. It still holds historical data to gather. Gather three data on successes, engineering or physics. Engineering is my top one. So I'm going to give it a roll. Uh, I'm going to stick with an eight. You know what? I'm going to spend data because I have the chance. I'm going to make it a nine. Because if I succeed, I'm going to get three data. So I'll spend one data. And let's see what happens. Wow. Oh, oh, there we go. Got two successes. So I get three data. 
but I don't get any aspects. So I'm curious, again, because part of the, like I was saying, part of the nice thing for me using these tables is that I don't actually see what's on there. So I wonder if there's a way to get an aspect or if you can only get an aspect on the, uh, on that one chart that I rolled a 10 on. And it makes me wonder, can I spend points Can I spend points on that? Like, can I spend data to up my location encounter? It says data can be spent to add one point to any encounter roll. Encounter roll. I feel like that would include location encounters, right? Not just uh, encounter challenge, or is it just the tables, encounter challenge, encounter opportunity, encounter finding. Because I'm not sure... At the same time, though, could you just run up a bunch of data and then just blow six of it on that location encounter roll giving you like a 10 well it says 10 plus so there must be a way to yeah so i'll show you the in the rules what i'm talking about uh let's bring up the rules and where's that table and i guess that kind of makes sense right in a way because like you know that way you could use data to make something easy get done quickly right you see it says 10 plus here so I'm assuming, like, if I were to put three data into it and then rolled a nine, it would make it a 12. And so, you know, that's why the plus is there. So I'm going to assume that you can spend data. And uh, go from there. So what do we got? We got... Um, okay, so we did, we did this mission. You know, we... We went to... an area where evolution occurs at a hyper-accelerated rate, and we found encountered on our way an alien that uh, perfectly mimicked our actions. It slowed us down, tripped us up a little bit, and then once we got to that area with the accelerated uh, evolution, uh, we found a vintage NASA lunar module, of all things, still holding historical data. So, that was a successful excursion, but we're still not there yet on our power plant. So let's give that a shot. Um, we're going to have to go back out into the into the wild. So I'm just going to do a straight. Uh, oh, so first of all, let's let's pick a side activity. Side activity I'm going to be doing on this excursion is I'm going to be figure out what the exact name is, but I'm going to be repairing my suit. And so the side activity is going to be self-repair. We're going to spend five resources. One, two, three, or five. We lose one strain. 
So that's going to be our side tip. Let's see where we're going. Um, the Crystal Seed. Have we already been there? Sky Piercing Canopy. Yes, we've already been to the Crystal Sea. But you know what? Let's say... I know I was saying, you know, like, oh, we could, you know, make it so it doesn't show up twice. But let's leave it because maybe something we've incorporated, something we've learned in our last few excursions from the data we collected sends us back to the Crystal Sea because maybe there was something we missed. Maybe, you know, narratively, there's a reason why, you know, we'd want to go back. So let's go to the Crystal Sea again. And uh, let's see what our travel encounter is. Finding. So we go to the finding. You gain valuable regolith samples and get a resource. Very nice. Great, great outcome on our travels. And so now let's do our role location encounter. Now, here's a trick. Uh, what is the macro for this out of curiosity? What I should have done is I should have tried to, again, because I don't know how to do macros, what I should have done is I should have tried to grab a, I think Savage Worlds has one where it's basically like dialogue box pops up, enter number, that number modifies a role on a table, and I should have tried to figure that out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wing it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend three data to change my role. And this is going to be a location encounter. I'm going to make it a 1d10 plus 3 for now. And I'm going to roll 7. Challenge plus opportunity. Okay. Kind of hoping to get that second aspect. Didn't happen. That's okay. So let's start with a challenge. Cross a patch of uh, cryptobiotic soil. That becomes hostile when disturbed. Keyword biology. I think biology is not good. Five. <laughs> Running out of data, but I also have a lot of strain. So I'm going to change that five to a seven. And hope for the best. Oof. One success, but that means I get one strain. Okay. And then the second part of that was opportunity. So let's see what's going on with the opportunity. You find an old but still functioning alien energy generator. Gain three energy on success. Again, but I'm not... I think I'm maxed on energy, so I don't know if there's anything I can do. I guess what I should be... What can I be spending energy on? I sh what I should be doing is I should be... Okay, you know what? Let's, let's do this. <laughs> I have these three things that require energy... I could have spent three energy to avoid a strain. So I'm going to do that. Spend three energy. I'm going to lose that last strain. Uh, I don't need to convert. This one lets me do a reroll for two energy. So. Okay, so now I'm going to gain three energy on success. I can use engineering or physics. Engineering is clearly the best. So let's uh, set this up with a target of eight. And I need uh, a success. Here we go. Oof. I got the success, so I get the three energy back. But I'm going to spend the three energy to avoid that strain. So it sort of cancels out. 
Okay. So I returned to base, and you know, some of the data you know sending me back to the the Crystal Sea, you know, wasn't completely wrong, but it wasn't maybe steering me towards the kind of technology I was looking for to get this fusion power plant up and running. So let's see. So we make our way back, we we collect ourselves, and I think we have to head back out into the wild. And again, I think I need to collect resources as my side activity because I need to heal. So this time it's going to be collecting resources. And again, you take your adaptivity trait, which for me is terrible. It's a seven. Uh, it's a three, but you add four to it to get a seven. So let's get um, that target number going. And uh, let's see how we do. One success means we're going to get half our technology rounded down. So another two. Okay. All right. So let's see where we're going while we collect this resources. The spore towers, fields populated by towering fungal structures, releasing clouds of colorful spores that dance in the wind. All right. Let's see what happens as we're making our way there. A finding. Very nice. So we go to the finding. Find scattered parts from an alien exosuit and gain a resource. Nice. So now we are going to... We know we're going to the spore towers... Roll location encounter. I'm going to save my my data for later. Luckily, I didn't need it. I got that 10. So we are going to, A, finish that fusion power plant. Uh, But let's see what else happens. First, we'll start with a challenge. See how I survive. (laughs) You encounter a river of molten metallic substance blocking your path. Keywords engineering chemistry. Of course, I'm always going to choose engineering. So let's start with that. Three and an eight. Nice. Two successes means I do not have to deal with strain. I just succeed outright. So that's the first step. Uh, Now let's do opportunity. You locate an alien transmitter. Gain four data on success. IT, communication, or physics. IT is a six. Physics is a seven. Communications is a four, so it's definitely going to be physics. So let's change that target number to a seven and see how it goes. Partial success, but I take a strain. That's going to get me four data. Three, four. So yeah, so maybe, you know, the, the transmitter maybe is sort of on the shore, sort of poking on that molten metallic... Uh, river and in, in collecting it you know I lose my footing a little bit slide I, I manage to grab it but maybe you know like I sort of end up taking a knee in part of the molten and there's some damage you know to the exterior of my suit you know from, from collecting that from that object and then finally we have to do uh, we did opportunity now we do finding An ancient mural depicts complex patterns, providing new knowledge, gain data. All right. So we've we've learned a lot on this, right? You know, we managed to get the alien transmitter out of the molten lava. Maybe, 
maybe the the river comes out from some kind of like cave and so I sort of pick my way carefully along the edge of the riverbank and I see inside that cave where you know some of the river goes to is uh yeah some some murals depicting knowledge and then most importantly you know the aspect so we have successfully um I'm wondering if there's a better way to mark this, but we've successfully built our fusion plant for this mission. And so that is energy unleashed. Establish a fusion plant to increase the energy capacity of your spacesuit to 11. Basically, I'm trying to figure out, like, uh, where do I mark that? You know, again, like, do I, like, one, two, like, do I sort of count down instead of leaving it full? But then it's sort of going the opposite direction of R&D, so I don't, I don't want to do that. So let me just uh, create a journal entry, and we'll call it literally journal. And uh, we'll, we'll say this, we'll do add a page, you know, uh, mission 01 was to we'll call it energy unleashed nope that's not gonna work energy unleashed uh repeatable five times but now we're gonna say four because we've done it once well no 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 we'll just say five we'll say mission one is energy unleashed repeatable five times and then establish again sorry for my crappy typing a fusion power plant to increase the energy capacity of your spacesuit. So now, I'm starting to realize now as I say this that uh, we're just going to do this is great and then I'm going to change it. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to change this to missions. Just straight up tab for missions. And then I'm going to do here, I'm going to make mission one. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to do, let's see, what do they call them in the rule book? Um, we're going to do another tab for space suit upgrades and we're going to again say uh, we'll just call it energy unleashed plus one total energy I don't know if this is the best way to do it but that's what we got. And then, you know, let's while we're here, 
We've got missions, spacesuit upgrades, and then there's also the structures. So we'll add a tab for structures, of which we have currently none. All right, so there is our first mission. And what I'll do is I'm going to pause here and then we'll come back and... Uh, well, you know, okay, so there's one more thing I think we might have to do. And let me see if I can figure that out. I think what we need is... Um, there's a discovery chart. So when you complete a mission, you bring up a discovery chart. And this is one of the other reasons why I was kind of looking forward to doing this on here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up this discovery track, and then I'm going to immediately shrink it down so I don't read. Uh, come on. Shrink, 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 shrink. Okay, there we go. So it says, Discovery is your journey's logbook, chronicling significant re revelations as you decipher the collected information. Each mission completion unlocks a new entry, weaving the narrative of your story. Mark your progress with the adjacent white box after reading each entry. Every discovery you make brings you closer to unveiling the origin of the pyramid, the mysteries of this world, and your purpose. So I'm going to, I guess, reveal the first one. Unknown ally, alloy. You discover an unknown, extraordinarily durable alloy near a monolithic obelisk, shrouded in energy of an unknown origin. All signs indicate that it's a crucial component of the pyramid's composition. This discovery suggests technology far surpassing any known to date, indicating the handiwork of an advanced civilization in its creation. And I'm going to check it. So there we go. We've sort of, in the journey of completing that first mission to upgrade our fusion power plant, we have uncovered an unknown alloy that gives us a little bit of insight into the pyramid. So... That was, I think, the last thing we need to do for this particular mission. And so what I'll do now is I'll sort of pause for a little bit, come back, do another mission, and uh, hopefully it goes a little smoother now that I've shaken off some of the, the cobwebs from my brain as we do this. And uh, yeah, so we'll be back and we'll, we'll do a little bit more. Thanks. Okay, so yeah, we're back. Um, we are going to... See if we can get another mission in the books, and then we'll see how much further we go from there. If we go back to, you see, the journal that I started making. Um, yeah, we did a mission. It was Energy Unleashed, which we can repeat five times. We established a fusion plant, which now increases our spacesuit by a total of plus one energy, so we can now carry 11. Uh, but we are still light on structures. So what I was thinking now for our second mission, and let me bring that up really quickly... I'm going to go with, so yeah, we did Energy Unleashed. But what I want to do is, again, I'm trying to think of it from the standpoint of like, you know, the Martian. We got a little bit of extra energy. Let's start figuring out where we are. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try the Navigating Complexity Created Geospatial Analysis Lab. So let me see if it'll let me, nope, copy and paste. This is going to take three aspects. Last mission took two, but I'm hoping... Now that I've done one, it goes a little quicker. So let's see how this goes. 
I've also sort of figured out where I'm going to... Nope, it's not going to let me do that. So let me do for mission... Oh, two, we're going to do... Navigating complexity. Hopefully I'm not doing too many typos. Create a geospatial analysis lab to enhance your local navigation capabilities. So while I'm finishing typing this out, I want to... Oops. Your local. Perfect. So we got the mission set up. Good to go. So now we know what we're doing. It's going to take three aspects. We sort of figured out a few things, you know. One, I believe you can spend data to shift the uh, the location roles to try and get more aspects. The other thing I wanted to say is I ran into a typo in the rulebook for this chart here. So I corrected it in the PDF. What I realized, which I didn't see, I don't, maybe I didn't download it, but there are two versions of this. There's like this sort of very pretty nicely laid out. You can see where I got the artwork for the pyramid. Copy the book. And then there is a printer-friendly copy of the book. And the printer-friendly copy of the book, which again, I just must have completely overlooked or I don't know what, has the correct data on here. And I think the video I saw the reason why he had the correct data is because he had the the printer friendly. So again, I'll try and remember to link that video because it's a guy, you know, he's doing a solo playthrough. And um, it helped sort of explain some of the... He does a good job explaining the rules, obviously. There's not that many. And it also sort of helped me get an idea of, you know, how somebody might approach this. Now, he does it, I think, maybe I said this already, from a very mechanical point of view. And I'm trying to add a little bit of flavor. But uh, anyway, so yeah, the printer friendly version has the correct chart for the travel encounter uh the 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 prettier version here is going to have a typo or it did at least when i when i downloaded it from drive through uh so i just wanted to say that to let you know like the correct information is definitely in one of the printouts i just i just hadn't seen it so having said that we've selected our second mission oh and you know just to you know just to be because for you, you probably just saw this. For me, it's been a little bit. I'm just going to quickly, again, shrink this down. And, okay, so here we are. Unknown alloy. Uh, we've discovered an unknown, extraordinarily durable alloy. So that was the first thing we uncovered about the, you know, the secrets of the pyramid, so to speak. And, um, yeah, uh, I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just leave this in the, I'll close it. We don't really need it. So let's tackle this next mission. So here we are, taking quite a bit of strain. I realized I probably was not using my tools enough, especially the adaptive energy shield. It also made me realize, I'm curious, because we have this adaptive resource conversion at the moment, I'm wondering if it's better for me to just take, like, resources or data, because I can always do a one-to-one -one convert. I believe it's a one-to-one -one conversion to energy in the heat of the moment. So I think for my side project, my side uh, side activity, I'm going to collect 
resources, gather resources. So again, you take your adaptivity, you add it to four. Let's uh, get the normal roll up here, edit macro. Uh, so again, we're working with a, a seven target number, so let's see how it goes. Nothing. Okay, so what do you get for zero? You just, uh, oh, oh, oh. Proceed to resolve a challenge. Okay, so when you fail, I actually kind of like this. They give you, hey, go roll in the challenge table to give you some flavors to why you failed. I like that. Uh, you're caught in a sudden electromagnetic storm. It's scrambling your suit systems and draining your power. I like that. So yeah, so I'm trying to gather resources. A storm comes into my area. I'm trying to take cover. You know, sensors, everything's getting scrambled from like maybe electronic field interference or something. So let's, uh, we can do physics or survival. My physics is going to be a seven. Survival is going to be a six. Let's go with physics. It's still a seven. So it's a normal roll. Wow, I am not getting many breaks. So I got one success. You, know, you can see a seven and an eight, one success. I'm really ratcheting up the strains. Uh, so that's not great. Okay, so that was my side activity, but let's see where, I guess I should have seen where we were going first. We're going to the Emerald Abyss, a breathtakingly deep uh, canyon with walls rich in copper deposits, giving it an unusual green hue. Cool. Okay, so that's where we're going. Let's see what happens while we're traveling. A challenge. Okay, we really don't need more of those. A whirlwind forms without warning, hurling debris towards you. Physics survival. Again, I think it's going to be physics. Three, four, seven. Survival is a six. Yeah, so let's do a seven. Uh, finally, I catch a break, and I manage to find cover from the storm. You know, earlier on, it talked about how like there's these hulking skeletons and remains that cast shadows. So maybe there's, you know, I see like you know half stuck out of the the rock or the the ground, like a, a rib. You know, and I sort of take cover underneath the rib and manage to shield myself from uh, from the storm. Uh, so that's that. So now we need to do our ro location encounter. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend three to get uh, to get that to let's see location encounter a plus three. So let's roll that. So I rolled a three, gets me to a six, and let's make sure we delete that. There's a chance I didn't delete that and screwed up one of my rolls, but that's okay. One thing to remember in Foundry, make sure you click update because if you don't, it doesn't save your changes. And when I was making one of those uh, roll tables, I did the whole thing and then just closed it and forgot to click update. So it was all, <laughs> it was all lost. So, okay, here we go. Um, let's see. We get a challenge and an opportunity. So let's first set up our challenge. An alien entity capable of perfectly... Okay, you know, maybe... We, maybe. So because it's the second time we've encountered it, I'm gonna, and it's a different location, I'll say this might be maybe one of the... There's flora and fauna. I mean, is the fauna... It's one of the creatures, maybe, that's quasi-native to, uh, to this planet. Uh, we need to... Communication, biology, or survival. 
Communication's terrible. Survival's a little better. Biology. Ugh, God almighty, I'm terrible at this. So my best bet is a six with adaptivity and survival. So let's change that target number. Let's execute this macro. Okay. I mean, again, like, it's not terrible outcome. It's just <laughs> falling apart here. So, and then the next thing was a, okay, an opportunity D. That means an opportunity with disadvantage. So what we're going to do is we're going to, let's roll this and see what it is. You find a temporal data capsule that has traveled through time. Deciphering its data could be beneficial. Gain four data on success. Keyword physics information technology. So IT is going to be a six. Physics is going to be a seven. So I'm definitely going with a seven. But let me open up this Mac. Whoop, let me close this one and I'll edit this macro. So disadvantage, as you can see, is a 1d10. So let's Change that to a 7, and now let me spend some data to get that to a 9. Because if I can spend 2 data, I might get 4 back. So I feel like it's a net positive, so let's see if I can get it on 1. I'm going to get a strain regardless, because I can't get a, an absolute success. <laughs> so I rolled a 10. <laughs> All right. So that means I think that's a total failure, which means the action is unsuccessful and an impairment must be marked as a consequence. Now, an impairment cannot be <laughs> cannot be repaired. So let me put in, whoops, uh, impairment. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, here we go. Uh, so, what I'm going to say is that, you know, I, I start to fiddle with the data capsule. And I'm going to say, like, it actually, you know, shorts out and, like, creates, like, a small explosion or a, a, a shock or something in it. It shorts out part of my suit. Uh, so, and that part is now shorted for good. Like, I can't go... I don't have access to replacement parts to replace the circuitry or the panel or whatever. So we're going to say that section's gone. <laughs> okay, so that's the first part of the mission. <laughs> that's really bad. So let's find out where we're going next to try and build out this uh, geospatial anal analysis lab. The sentinels, towering monoliths of weathered rock, standing like silent guardians over the desolate landscape. So maybe, you know, we're sort of like in a we're sort of like in a in a crowded space, and I see, you know, off in the distance, you know, there's a little more isolated these rocks, and maybe I'm like, you know what, I'm having some bad luck here. <laughs> Let me just get a fresh start somewhere else. So we take a walk. And now for my side activity, I'm going to self-repair. So I'm going to spend these five resources and I'm going to take off a strain. Because it's starting to get a little ridiculous. Again, totally forgot that I could have used my shield. Could have re-rolled the multi-tool on that. But I'm going to, I'm going to take it for now because I, you know, 
Just not remembering. Uh, so we're going to the Sentinels. We've chosen our side activity. Now let's see what the travel encounter brings. Oh, an opportunity. Very nice. So I'm going to then... I don't need to look at the rules so much. It's pretty straightforward now that I've done it a few times, but I'm just sort of confirming. So I need to find the opportunity. Find data revealing alien holographic studies. Deciphering it can provide three data and one energy on success. Navigation or IT. Now my IT is a six. My navigation is a five. So I'm going to go with the uh, navigate navigation of no I'm IT I mean of a six I'm going to spend one to get it up to a seven. Okay, so I get the success. It's going to give me three data. It's going to give me one energy. It's also going to give me another strain. <laughs> so. Easy come, easy go, I guess. Okay, so yeah, so maybe, you know, because again, it was on like these towering monoliths. Maybe I had to ascend up one of the monoliths a little bit. And while trying to get back down after collecting the uh, holographic, uh, the, did I say holographic? It's topographic, I'm sorry. Finding, like, say, like, the data pad or whatever, you know, I end up falling on my way down and, you know, strain myself there a little bit. So, okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was the, uh... That was just traveling. Okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe I... I something catches this the corner of my eye, this uh, data pad, and um, I injure myself trying to get it. So now let's get to the the monoliths. And that's going to be... The location encounter, and again, I'm going to spend two to get this up to as high as possible. So let's see how it goes. And then I'm going to erase that because I may have forgotten to do that at one point. I rolled a five, which is a challenge with a disadvantage. (sighs) Okay, so let's... uh, Let's see how that goes. Uh, challenge roll. An alien predator with adaptive camouflage abilities is stalking you. Biology navigation. Biology's a five. Navigation's a five. I'll go... doesn't matter. I'll go with biology. Biology to five. So I'm going to spend my last data to make that a six. Although there is a narrative logic if I fail this. Um, But I do not. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend... I should be getting a... I'm going to use my adaptive energy shield to negate that strain. And so, yeah, I imagine, you know, there's a bit of stalking. There's a bit of hunt and, and, and chase, hunter and prey. And I sort of narrowly make my escape, but, uh, you know, my armor has to take a blow, you know, as I duck and weave and maybe get through a crack it can't fit through and, and continue on my way. So, but otherwise, the monolith comes up a bust. Um, 
there is nothing there to be found. And, uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens next. Where am I going next? Methane lakes. Vast, shimmering lakes of liquid methane reflecting an alien sky. Okay. I am going to gather resources. So, again, it's adaptivity, which is plus four, makes it a seven. Got that target set up here. Nice. I needed that. Uh, so I think I get five resources, because that's my technology. One, two, three, four, five. So I was gathering, so that's my side activity. Let's see what happens when we travel. Ugh, a challenge. Okay, let's roll a challenge. The area you're exploring begins to show signs of structural instability. Okay, so maybe as I'm getting to the lakes, you know, maybe there's like a river that I have to cross that's partly frozen or something, and I start to step on it, and the, it starts to crack. Uh, keyword engineering physics, survival. I think engineering is always going to be the best, so let me set up a target of eight. Let's execute that. Nice. I succeed without uh, any complications. So let's, uh, okay, so we travel encounter, so now we need our location encounter. Challenge plus opportunity. I really was hoping to get lucky there, but I did not, because I'm out of uh, data to pump that roll up. So let's start with the challenge. Dormant swarm of alien nanobots comes alive and begins to infest your systems. Oof. Again, I'm going to go with engineering, because that's an eight, and I'm out of data. Keep that same target number. Oh, I thought that was a double zero for a second. Uh, okay, so, so what I'm going to do is I'm going uh, to spend three more energy to keep that strain off. And, man. So I wasn't taking advantage of these resources, and that might be why I'm dealing with 400 strains. But at the same time, given my poor rolling, I'm blowing through that resource. At an insane rate. Okay, so that was that, but now what's the opportunity? Let's see what the opportunity is. You discover a significant deposit of alien fossils, which could offer valuable insights if studied gain four data on success. Biology or chemistry? Have to go with chemistry because that's a six. I've got no data to pump that roll up. Let's see how we do. I got one success. I'm running low on energy. Do I spend the last of my energy to roll with my integrated multi-tool and just walk away without a strain? I think I might because I'm trying to heal a strain next turn. So I'm going to re-roll a 1d10 and I need to get below a 6. So I'm just going to roll it and see what happens. Okay, it's even worse. Okay. So let's uh, add another strain. <laughs> All right. Is there something in between missions like you rest and so you're not going to keel over? But it doesn't seem like it. Uh, but I succeeded, so at least I'm going to get four data. Got something going on there at least. Um, okay, so we sort of hobble our way back to... 
to home camp and really in rough shape. And uh, let's see where our, our side activity is going to be healing. So we're going to spend these five to remove one strain. And then let's see where we're going. I don't know if I'm doing that in the right order. The Mercury Pools. Peculiar terrain characterized by pools of molten metal under a sky that rains liquid alloys, painting a uni unique metallic landscape. Okay, so let's see what our uh, travel encounter is going to be like. A challenge, of course. Uh, challenge roll is here. The solid ground under your feet unexpectedly turns into quicksand. Physics or survival? It's got to be physics. I'm going to hold on to my my data and hope for the best. Uh, so we've got a target number of seven. So let's roll against the... Ugh. Okay, one success, but I got that strain back that I just healed. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so that's our travel. So now I'm going to do our location encounter. This might be... I'm spending all of it. I, I want to get that aspect. I, I need to get three, and I want to do my best to get one right now so let me go to the roll tables this is our uh, location I'm going to add a plus four update roll Let's see what we got <sighs> okay well you know challenge plus opportunity let's start with the challenge Toxic geyser erupts nearby, releasing poisonous gas. Chemistry survival. I think I'm bad at both. Or equally mediocre at both. So either way, it's a, a six. I'm out of data. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> All right. Thank goodness. Okay, so that was that. So let's get our opportunity going. I think we still have to roll for that so we can still get hurt. You locate an alien transmitter gain for data. I think we've encountered that before. So maybe, you know, narratively... Uh, maybe something... You know, like, there's gravitational stuff going on in space. Maybe, like, probes were sent out or sucked in or something. By the, by the gravity. Uh, so, IT, communications, physics... IT's a six, physics is a seven, communication is a four. So let's do the seven with physics. That's a success, so I'm going to get the four data. I'm also, man, I believe, I'm, I think I'm doing that right. I think, I assume because they're doing like a roll, if you fail, you would strain or you get a partial success, you take a strain. So I think I'm doing that correctly. Uh, so we got the data on this one, but not much else. So on the next one, I'm going to gather resources. So it's going to be a adaptivity plus four is going to be seven. Got one success, which means I get half my technology rounded down. Okay. Uh, let's see. That was our activity as we were traveling to the Ashen Dunes, the Desert of Gray Ash. 
dunes, the remnants of countless eruptions from a chain of nearby active volcanoes. Okay. I've got data, so... The location encounter. You know what I'm going to do? Wasn't smart enough to, you know, during my little pause to uh, try and steal a macro, but let's say, okay, so this is our location encounter. Again, we're going to do it at a plus four. I'm going to spend all of my business on it. Let's roll. Let's delete that and update. And let's check how we did. There we go. Ten. Did I get a ten even? I got a six. Nice. Very nice. Okay. One aspect down. Let me uh, go to the journal. And I'll just put like a little... Just put a little asterisk next to it so I know I've got one of those aspects. I wonder if people... So like... You know, when I was, I was talking about that video I watched, you know, when he does his thing, he, you know, because he's playing solo, even though he's talking about it out loud, you know, he journals it. And I think a lot of people who do solo RPGs do like a journal. I wonder, do people prefer, like, I wonder if people ever run, you know, stuff here on a, um, on a VTT or do they prefer like, you know, actually handwriting everything out? And um, going from there, I feel like handwriting everything out would. Uh... But you, I was gonna say it would take forever. But then again, you don't really get that anymore in in modern life, right? You, everything is sort of, you know, typing, copy pasting. So I guess I could see, you know, the the pleasure of actually, you know, writing something down. And then the the thing that makes me wonder is. Do you just do, do most people do it like in shorthand or do most people do it like, you know, day 35, I can't believe. And then like actually like writing out a short story. Um, I'm, doesn't matter either way. I was just kind of curious how, how things sort of worked. But um, anyway, so what was I doing? Oh, oh, right, right, right. We got like sort of the mother load here. So spending that data paid off, which is thank goodness because uh, I could really use that. So let me get that set up um, really quickly by clicking this over here and setting this up really quickly. Apologies. Okay. We're going to start with the challenge. Uh, first of all, I need to take this off. So that's fine. Start with the challenge. Let's see what we got. Sudden torrents of chaotic data bursts from a near source and threatens to overwhelm your systems. IT or communications? IT is a sex, communications a four, so we're definitely doing IT. Thank goodness, okay. Nice. I managed to absorb or dodge or push through whatever that was going to do to me. Out of energy, got nothing going on. Okay, so then after that, we've got opportunity. So I kind of like this because, as you can see, challenge opportunity finding. There's there's a chance for like a couple of things to hurt you. 
So there's a price to be had for all the windfall you might be about to receive. You find an intelligent alien device interacting with it can provide valuable data. Gain three data on success. IT or robotics? Robotics is seven. IT is six. So let's do uh, robotics. Check. Nice. Okay, three data on success with no downside. So after we do that, we then do our finding. And I think finding is you just get it. You uncover an alien codex with encrypted data about local fauna. Gain one data. Okay. I think we've gotten that one before. And then finally, of course, is the aspect, which I've already marked down with the asterisk. And uh, we're good to go. Cool. <clears throat> back up to four data. I think I'm going to end up doing the exact same pattern and hope it pays off. So what we're going to do is we're going, let's see where we're going. We're going to ice spike fields. It's a real landscape dominated by tall, sharp spikes of ice jutting out from the ground. Nice. Okay. And on our way there, we're going to gather resources. So again, it's four plus three for seven. Let's see how we do. Nice. So we get both under our target, which means we're going to get our full tech. One, two, three, four, five. So that's very good. Hopefully that means next time we can... I don't know. Maybe I should be looking at, like, uh... Suit? <laughs> I mean, I'm running out of space, but maybe there's something that can, um... I have no idea. Oh, oh, here's how you get advantage. Um, yeah, it's, I think I was saying I, I don't see, but it's, yeah, it's items. You can gain advantage in survival action roles, communications, navigation. At the same time, I feel like I am sort of in the hole in terms of healing. So I don't know what the right... I don't know what the right way to go is. And then the question is, you know, you can get things like upgrades that can give you like a plus one in communications, but usually there's more than one keyword. So how do you like, I do feel like communications or IT has been, so maybe I pump something into IT or something. I, I don't know. Or maybe I don't worry about it because I'm falling over dead. Uh, okay. So that's where we're headed to uh, Ice Spike Field. So let's check on our travels. We get a challenge. Sudden Gravity Vortex, okay. Pulls you off course. Physics Navigation. So we got Physics, which is a 7. Navigation is a 5. These ones are all garbage. Not garbage, but... um. So let's do that with a 7. Nice. Skate by on my travels. Don't get hurt. So now we're going to do our location encounter. So let's, um, I'm going to blow all of my data again because I really want to just get those aspects done as fast as possible. So let's see if we can get lucky. Uh, location encounter, plus four, update, roll, delete, update. If I, if I do this again, and or when I do this again, nice, there we go. But the same, no. Okay. We got it. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to, just before I forget, that second aspect. 
so we are, I think, one away from finishing this mission. Okay. So now let's go back down the a challenge. Let's start with the challenge. Drifting clouds of living acid organisms threatens to dissolve your suit. Okay. Chemistry or biology? I'm going to go with chemistry because that's a six. So here's what I was contemplating. Do I... I can spend... Use my adaptive resource conversion. I think I'm going to spend... Three. So I don't know... Let me double check to see if um, that shield can stop an impairment. Nope, can only use it to avoid getting a strain. And in this case, I'm getting an impairment, so there's no point. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make that a strain. Make that an impairment. This is ugly. Okay, so that was the ch- that was the challenge. Now let's do the opportunity. You stumble upon a flowing river of a strange substance exhibiting high energy properties. Gain four energy on success. Chemistry navigation. Five. So it's going to be a six for chemistry. So I got the success. So I think I would have, uh, basically I would have shifted three of these into energy and shifted these three to avoid the strain and then I get four energy for that success. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. Man, let's do finding. Come across a lost satellite still powered by an alien source, gain one energy. Really would have wished it was a, a resource so I could heal. And I already did the aspect, so I don't have any data. So I make my way back to base, pretty beat up. And I think what I'm going to do, let's see where we're going. The floating isles, chunks of terrain that, due to a rare mineral composition and strange magnetic fields, hover over the ground, forming a stunning floating landscape. Cool. For my side activity, I'm going to gather data. Collecting data is you take your analyze trait value, which is analytics four, add four, makes it an eight. Let's hope we get lucky and get the full success. I do. Nice. Okay. Uh, You get data equal to your analyze trait value. So my analyze is a four. So we go one, two, three, four. Could probably tell where that's going. See if it works out. Uh, okay, so let's check our travel to see if anything happens. Nothing happens. Nice. Uh, let's get to our location. Encounter. We're going to do a plus four. Let's roll. 
Update. Oh, just missed it. Okay. Challenge plus opportunity plus finding. Start with the challenge. Area exploring begins to show signs of structural instability, which is the flow. Oh, which on the floating islands might be interesting. Maybe some of the magnetic field is getting weakened or something, and some of the, the like stunning floating landscape is starting to crash to the ground. Uh, so I need to beat that with either engineering, physics, or survival. It's always engineering is my top choice. So let's turn that. Okay, and got the eight going already. Nice. Okay, so I managed to sort of maybe hop from one as it starts to collapse and uh, manage to stay on my feet. Next up is opportunity. You discover a living energy source, a creature that generates power that can be harvested, gain four energy on success. But it's biology, which is terrible. I think I spent these. My biology is a five, so I gotta see how it goes. <laughs> and I get it. Nice. All right. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, not bad. Okay, so uh, live to get killed another day. And then finally we get finding. So let's see what we get for this. Okay, you discover fragments of an old NASA lunar module. Not that it matters, but I'm going to say, I, th I think we had that one already. And I'm going to say maybe, not that it matters at all. It's it's part of the same lunar module. Like it, it broke up in that sort of intense gravity well that the pyramid creates, or I'm assuming it creates. I mean, I don't actually know. Um, so maybe I get some more components and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. So now I've got to decide where we're, let's see where we're going next. Uh, petrified forest, a once living forest now entirely turned to stone, silent and eerily beautiful. And I think I'm going to gather data because again, I'm trying to get, I, I think I have two aspects. So I'm trying to get that third aspect and close this mission out. So I'm going to gather data, which is again, your analytics uh, so it's going to be a target number of eight. <laughs> uh, I think what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to spend <laughs> two energy for my multi-tool and re-roll one of those dice. There we go. Okay. So at least I get some. What did I get? Uh, half your analyzed trade value. So I'm going to get two data. The reason why I did that is because if I failed entirely, then I have to take a challenge, which could get me hurt before I even started rolling the actual encounter table. So let's travel. A challenge. Wow. Rapidly growing alien crystals threaten to encase your suit, reducing your mobility. Chemistry or engineering? Of course, engineering. Whoa, oh, 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 I thought it was going to be a double zero there for a second. I am going to spend three energy to avoid the strain. 
So again, yeah, maybe you know, like the suit starts to take some damage, but you know, my my uh, shields kick in and uh, help me get through the last of it right before it starts to truly do damage. Uh, the location encounter, I've got two, so I'm gonna go do my best to do what I can. Update. Oh, a nine, so close. Okay, so we start with the challenge. Sudden electromagnetic storm. Okay. Physics survival. Have to go with physics. Let's turn that to a seven. Oh, so close. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get a strain from that. Which makes sense, you know, like... Um, Con electromagnetic magnetic storm. I am electronic, so that's gonna mess with everything. Uh, so yeah, maybe it does drain some of that power and leaves me sort of weakened. Now the opportunity. You discover a cloud of dormant nanobots. Gain two data and three resources on success. I'd love to have that. Robotics or IT? IT is going to be a 6. Robotics is going to be a 7. So let's go with robotics. Nice. Very nice. So I'm going to get two data. Three resources. So I've got eight resources. I'm close to an upgrade. Also close to having to throw something away. And now my finding, right? Because I got a 9. Yeah, challenge opportunity finding. Exposed energy conduit hums with power, safely siphoning some of your suit is... Oh, some for your suit is possible gain in energy. Okay. That's good. So, you know, I hit the electromagnetic storm. You know, I leave it a little weakened, but I find this little thing and I, you know, give myself a little bit of a perk before we uh, have to head back. So, sure, no luck finding that last aspect, but at least... You know, I get back and survive. Man. Let's see where we're going next. Pyroclastic Valley, a valley marked by previous violent volcanic activity filled with uniquely shaped pyroclastic rock formations. Okay. For my side activity, I'm going to... Heal. And uh, let's see how our travels go to get there. Oh, nice. Finding. Not bad. That means I'm going to stumble on some... A small meteorite containing rare alien metals lands nearby. Its materials are useful. Gain a resource. Perfect. I love that. Now let us go to the location counter. So again, I'm going to do a plus two. You know, I think... Had I do the... Had I... Were I to do this again, either I would set up a macro, but even that might be slow. No, maybe not. It just pops up a thing that you click OK and enter a number. Or I would just sort of, you know, stick the little graphics up at the tables, you know, down here on the side or something and um, just do one, D, you know, set up macros for 1D10, 2D10, 3D10, whatever, instead of, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, this is our location encounter. We're going to do a plus two. We're going to update. 
going to update again. Not that this is terribly slow. Got it. Nice. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, first and foremost, let's, uh, let's do this. So that means we have a structure, a geospatial, um, geospatial, is it listed on the structures here? Let me just double check. Geospatial Analysis Lab. So yeah, let's write that down. Uh, geospatial Analysis Lab. And uh, let's see. The lab performs deep analysis of... I wonder why I can't... Well, whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, of... Geological formations and mineral distributions. And what that means is re roll a single dice in navigation action rolls. Is it single die? Like, I would have said a single die in navigation action rolls. Do people say, like, a single dice? I, I don't know what, you know, maybe maybe it's both. I, don't, I have no idea. It doesn't matter either way. I was just curious. Okay, so that means when we do navigation rolls, which we're not great at, right? Adaptivity navigation, we can re-roll a die. So that, that helps. I don't know how you mark it. Uh, maybe I'll put a a re-roll there. I'll probably forget what that notation means, but that's fine. So we got that, but that's not the point. We still have the rest of the turn to go. So let's see. Or we, yeah, let's see how our, uh, that was a location encounter. So now we have to do the challenge for it. We triggered an ancient security system releasing autonomous defense units. Robotics IT. Gotta go with robotics, which is a 7. Woof. I spent the two data, so I think what I would do is I would transfer that to there to avoid the strain. So now I'm out of energy. Next up is the opportunity. You locate an abandoned robotics facility. Salvaging the site could yield valuable valuable assets. Gain two resources and two data on success. Robotics engineering. Of course, I'm going with engineering. See how it goes. Nice. Uh, two resources, two data. Very nice. And then finally, the finding. You discover fragments of an old NASA lunar module. Part of me wants to re-roll that just because I've gotten it twice already, which seems crazy, but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll it just because I'm curious. Okay, so I'll take the one re just to make sure I didn't screw up something on the macro or the, the roll table. 
okay. And that completes our second mission. And I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to stop uh, for a couple of reasons. One, oh, you know what? There's one last thing to do. Before we stop, we're going to go to the discovery track. And now I'm going to shrink it. I'm trying not to look while it's moving around. Okay. Check that off. Ancient synthetic remnants. Unearthing the remnants of ancient synthetic life forms, you find startling similarities between their composition and your own. The evidence suggests a connection between your creators and this alien world's civilization. Interesting. All right. So there you go. There are similarities between me as an IAP, sort of an android, and uh, synthetic life forms connected to the pyramid. So that could prove for an interesting twist. So like I was just saying, I think I'm going to stop here for a couple of reasons. One, and this is what reminded me to jump over to the discovery track, because I don't want to spoil this. I feel like, uh, you know, hopefully you've seen enough one way or another to know if this is something that interests you, if you think the game looks cool or not. And uh, you go out there and you give it a shot yourself. I don't want to spoil too much of like the mystery, because it does seem like there might be like a kind of a twisty mystery going on here. And I couldn't tell you because I've managed to avoid looking at this chart. Uh... And two, because I, you know, I want, uh, not just a spoiler, but I, you know, like I, I, the, the game's like currently $5 as of this recording. It's uh 17th of October in 2023. Uh, it's $5. I don't know if it's actually on sale or if it's just permanently slashed from $10 down to five. And I feel like for five bucks or even 10 bucks, you know, this game is has been a lot of fun and you can you know you look at the thing right above me you can see where to go on drive through rpg it's cosmonaut games or, uh i forget what the name of the not cosmonaut uh anyway you can see the name of the company right above me i couldn't find a website for them and i apologize i really looked so i linked to the drive through up top there and i'll, I'll put the drive through link in the show notes as well but anyway I thought this was really fun, and it's sort of, like I said, this is my first solo RPG, so I just want to, you know, say sort of a couple of impressions. You know, we we tend to, first of all, you know, is this like a damn fine cup of coffee or a fish in the percolator? Um, this was absolutely, for me personally, a damn fine cup of coffee. I love sci-fi, so it was going to scratch that itch anyway. And I tend to be a very boring sci-fi fan. Like, you know, I like things like The Expanse, which sort of limit, or Firefly, that limit the presence of alien anything i didn't get too far in the expanse i got through like season three so maybe it goes haywire but and so this is a bit of a gonzo setting but i don't mind that because i feel like they're sort of giving some kind of explanation with the pyramid and not that i need everything to make sense but you know to help you know sort of the suspension of displays it's nice to have like this floating pyramid that seems to be drawing in multiple things that wouldn't normally go together to create this sort of bizarre fantastic alien world that seems when i was playing i was sort of picturing it as sort of like a like a cosmic junkyard and it's not all literal man-made junk but we're getting stuff from human exploration we're getting alien life forms that got sucked in alien artifacts you know weird creatures that died here you know like so in my mind it's sort of like this cosmic junkyard and um so that's how i pictured you know my iap hayden seven uh 
picking through the wreckage. Hadel 7, not Hayden. Hadel 7. So, so yeah, so this ended up being, you know, a, a really good time. And I think I will definitely do a couple more missions, and I'm kind of curious to see where this goes. I think it really helped once I learned that I could dump data points into the the location encounter roles to try and speed up the process of getting getting those uh, aspects. Hopefully I did the aspects right where you just get it if you manage to get a 10. I liked a lot of the, there's a lot of like potential resource management going on, um, you know, balancing. I felt like I wasn't getting to take advantage of the resource management because I was so beat up. And that might have been because of my own inexperience early on to not remember my energy shield or my multi my multi tool. But you know that's that's how it is, and that's okay. Uh, but I feel like you could you know start to get resources, you start to get upgrades, and so it becomes like this sort of like interesting survival kind of game. Like you know you might play in a video game, you know where. At first, you're just trying to scrape by, but then as you go, you get more powerful and, you know, making those sort of, uh, those roguelike runs gets less punishing, you know, and not to say it would like snowball into easy success, but I don't think the nature of the challenges change much. It's just your ability to adapt and overcome in the face of them. So I feel like you could sort of get like that sense of progression and power as well. And overall, like the other thing I found interesting again is as a solo, I've played, there, there's a, there's a, a board game by, I think it's GMT. It's called uh, the hunters or something. It's about submarine warfare in world war two. And it's a solo game. And it bored me to death because I felt like all I was doing was providing the roles for the game to tell me what to what happened like the, if the game could roll the dice itself it wouldn't need me there at all and so i was kind of curious if i would have a similar response to this and i think the for me the answer was definitely not because there's you know some of this resource management and there's things i can choose to upgrade you know like so i can you know so i'm constantly going to be responding to just random events but I feel like there's a decent amount of choice for how to combat that randomness, you know, like with it, whether it's the structures, suit upgrades, the resource management. Um, and I can see it being pretty tough to get to the end as well, uh, to clear off this discovery track. So yeah, overall I, I had a really good time and I hope, you know, this gave you an opportunity to see what entities about. This also sort of opened my eyes to solo role-playing. Again, like, I don't know if I would spend a lot of time personally running solo RPGs, but I did mention earlier because I was confusing the rules, Eerie England. Eerie England is a solo RPG that can also be run with up to four players, and you just sort of agree on the narrative as you go, and you sort of work things out, and, and you know, it's, it's collaborative. I think um, Star Trek solo RPGs, uh, I guess it's called Captain's Log, I think, but it's, it's their solo RPG system. Also has co-op built in. And that one, in, this in particular, sort of makes me wonder what that would be like. Just because of the sci-fi trappings and the exploration and the, you know, l you know, launching out into the unknown. And that's not to take anything away from this. This is like, 
this was a really good time for me and I really like the idea of uh, the the setting and how it explains all this the odd things that you're encountering as, as you go through the world so yeah yeah I um yeah let me just let me just confirm exactly you know who because I can't see my own thing because I'm gonna piece this together in post uh candle knot I knew it was not at the end but yeah it's candle knot the game is entity it's currently five dollars as of you know October 17th in 2023 full price is 10 I feel like it's, you know 10 bucks and definitely it's less than going to the movies and you could probably get a lot of value out of it what's interesting is what I discovered a short while ago is that they also have if I can find it It's it's definitely at, it's definitely on, uh, drive through RPG. And it's uh, entity advance. Let me try entity advance. Advanced storytelling. So advanced storytelling is something I also picked up, but I wanted to try this first, sort of vanilla, before I got too involved. But entity advanced storytelling, it's it's a five dollar expansion that I think, you know, adds just like pages and pages and pages of tables. So they call them oracle tables, and I think the entity rulebook flat out says, like, hey, we are extremely inspired by Ironsworn. Ironsworn's a great game, so it's not a bad one to be inspired by. So I think they, you know, give you a bunch of oracle tables. It says here they got rules for custom encounters, so maybe it sort of can add a lot more depth or flavor to the encounters that you're running into. Um... Yeah, anyway, so it, it could add a little bit more complexity, potentially a lot more storytelling options. Um, and it says here, you know, it gives you cues for journaling your games, which that was part of what I was asking before. Do like people write it out? Do people, you know... The other thing, you know, as I went further on here, you know, I started to sort of just say, okay, boom, next table, next table, next table. And in my head, I would try and make some kinds of narrative connections and sometimes I would, you know, say them out loud. But I'm kind of curious if people just, you know, when they play like a solo RPG, you know, what is the narrative versus mechanic uh, balance there for you? Like, what do people, I don't know, what do people go for? I don't know. Uh, not to, you know, if, if people th- mention it in the comments, great. I'd, I'd be, I'd, we do read the comments. We try and reply to the comments. Um, so I'd, I'd, I would just be curious, like, what, uh, I should probably move this down. Because now I know where my face is going to be on the screen uh i i yeah i um i'd be curious to know like do how much do people you know fill in when they play these kinds of games or is it enough just to get the little blurbs from the random the random tables and um go from there anyway so again you know hopefully soon we'll uh, you know we'll get more of the crew back i'm not sure when patrick's gonna be you know offline for a little bit it might be coming up soon maybe maybe we'll get him for one more i'm not sure but we'll see how it goes. Um, thanks for stopping by. Again, you're here on the YouTube channel. Then you already know where to find our content at Black Lodge Trivia Night. For videos of actual plays of RPGs like this, we have the Bookhouse Boys where we you know, grab some books off the shelf and talk about them, what makes them unique, interesting, special. Damn Fine Cup of Coffee is where, you know, if there's an extra Thursday in a month, we take a break from RPGing and, you know, kick around a topic and uh, see what's going on. We have actually uh, we have 
let's plays of some video games. I've done some Demon Souls right now. I'm doing Darklands. I did a little bit of Starfield, but fell off of that. But this is Starfield is sort of what got me looking for this because you know the term NASA punk gets thrown around a lot for for Starfield, and I think this game also uses it as well. And so it helps me create an image of my mind of what the suits look like and what the the ships look like. It's sort of like a sort of more grounded, uh, harder sci-fi vibe in my head. Um, but yeah, so we got all that going on YouTube on YouTube. And then if you just want audio versions of the actual plays of RPGs or the Damn Fine Coffee or Bookhouse Boys, just search Black Lodge Trivia Night wherever you get your podcasts and uh, you'll find us there. Uh, you know, tell people about this if you liked it. Like, subscribe if you enjoyed it. Uh, you can follow us on X and Blue Sky at Black Lodge RPG. And until next time, uh, thank you again. And uh, hopefully, we'll be back with something with either Matt, Patrick, and myself, or if it's just me and Matt, we'll take a dive into uh, Erie, England. That's going to happen either way, but it's just a matter of when. So, thanks a lot again, and uh, take care. Bye bye. Music during the RPG session in Foundry was provided by the Foundry module Tabletop RPG Music and composed by Ian Fisher. You can find his Patreon at www.patreon.com/slash tabletoprpgmusic, all one word.